Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. While we're on the verge of the New Era Pinstripe Bowl in BC versus Iowa, I thought it'd be great timing to have the executive director of the Pinstripe Bowl come on, and that's Mark Holtzman joins us on this podcast. Very exciting podcast. We talk about his career, uh, his plans for the bowl game, what BC fans can expect, and also where he sees the bowl game in about four to five years. So it's a very, very exciting podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. So first we'll hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Love and Pizza, and then go right into the podcast. like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Also, special thanks to Jason Baum and BC Athletics uh, for helping to put together this podcast gets with Mark Holtzman. As always, thank you so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Lemon Pizza. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, the bowl season is here, BC fans. BC, 7-5, a great winning streak to end the year. And joining us here, we're lucky enough to have the executive director of the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Mark Holtzman, joins us here to preview the game. Mark, first of all, thanks so much for a couple minutes. Thank you for having me. So, Mark, I'd like to go back... um, where first of all, where did you grow up? Were you always into sports and sports marketing? Um, sports has been in my blood for a long time. Uh, goes way back to believe it or not, uh, my neighbor growing up was the great Yankee shortstop Phil Rizzuto. Wow! So it's funny how my life really did full circle. And uh, when I was very young, he used to take me to Yankee games, and I used to sit there in the back of the. Uh, the broadcast booth and listen to him, Bill White and Frank Messer, you know, broadcast the games in the seventies and, uh, which was what was really neat. And I was kind of too young to appreciate it. Uh, Phil had some great friends and, uh, who were legends. Uh, and when they came to New York, they usually stayed with him. And I really didn't realize I wasn't even, you know, I was like 10, 11 years old, but I mean, he would literally have, um, Joe DiMaggio at his house to sleep overnight. Ted Williams, Stan Musial. His dear friend was Yogi Berra. And um, I'd ride back in the car with all of them. <laughs> I didn't even know half of them until he introduced me to them. Wow. That's, that's Obviously, amazing. later I realized the significance of uh, those players. And that kind of got me going at an early age. That's that's amazing story. Who who would think, right? Just, you know, dumb luck. Neighborhood, that's, that's unbelievable. Who would Did, think? Did you after? Did you play sports in high school? Yeah, I was. I played uh, tennis competitively and soccer competitively. 
And then did you I went on in college I played tennis competitively. And what school did you, for college you go to? I went to Lafayette College. Great in Pennsylvania. And then did you uh, get involved with the sports marketing after that? And I know you went to Reebok uh, right after college as well. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I was involved. Obviously, I, I had an eye on sports potentially being a career. wasn't sure. So I did all the things that, you know, you would, with limited opportunities there, you know, the college radio station, the college newspaper. Um, I also, I learned at an early age to, uh, to use my connections. And even back then, I utilized Phil Rizzuto. Um, he got me press passes to uh, cover the Yankee games. That's when they had Munson and Jackson and were winning the championships. I covered the Yankee games for my little college radio station. And then did the interviews and brought them back there. I mean, I had press passes when a lot of commercial radio stations didn't have press passes. And what I was then able to do was parlay that into, because I had the Yankees and they were the hottest team right then, I was able to parlay that into getting uh, press credentials to about uh, 25 different professional sports teams around the country and was able to get colleges to kind of join together and create this uh, sports consortium we were able to get all of these interviews and of all these great athletes from these teams, and it was it was great for anyone who wanted to get in the business because you had something that differentiated you from the pack. So I've kind of been an entrepreneur for a long time, and you know you got to keep your friends close. So my dad always taught me. Well said. That's that's amazing. Such a young age. And then, you know, I was watching the press conference a couple of weeks ago and you talked about your story when you were involved in Reebok up in Massachusetts and Boston College was one of your first clients in the school division. You know, once again, you know, if you're look back then, there was nothing called sports marketing. And, you know, state has to play a role if you're going to be in this business for a long time. There are a lot of qualified people and um I actually I went to uh, law school for a year and and was trying to and I wasn't sure I wanted to continue and was trying to figure out the next step in my life would I go back or would I and I, at, at a uh, I did some uh, intern internship at a, a PR a very small two person PR company over the summer and they were working for this uh, company this small company called Reebok uh, <laughs> that had just gotten the um, the right to uh, to license the Reebok brand name uh, in the United States, and uh, met the guy Paul Fireman, New Englander, very well known here. Yes. Uh, over the summer in a junior tennis tournament, and it was basically Mac. Why don't you come work for me? And uh, you know, I <laughs> the company wasn't much back then. It was in its embryonic stages, actually having some struggles. Uh, but there's something about the guy, and I've always been. Uh, someone who's ultimately made a decision by his gut. And something about Paul Fireman told me that he was going to make it. I had a tremendous personal liking for him. And uh, so what I did is I uh, packed up what little belongings I had and moved up here to Marina Bay, Quincy, Massachusetts. Wow. And uh, started my uh, adventure. And, uh, you know, who was to know? Uh, it was It was rough at first. I mean, you know, anytime you're starting a company out it's a tough go and you're living on the edge but um we caught fire pretty quickly um actually bc helped us catch that fire because i was getting a lot of no's uh from uh uh, college uh, colleges to wear our product and um 
from there, obviously, Reebok became a cultural phenomenon, and then from a cultural phenomenon, a business phenomenon. And, you know, for a while, we were in the late 80s, we were actually bigger than Nike or Adidas. Hard to believe. Uh, and it was just, it was a, all I could say, it was a magical carpet ride. I ran sports and entertainment marketing for them, so all of the many, the, the athletes back then who really formed the foundation for Reebok, some of the names you'd remember here, you know, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Johnson and Danny Ames, they actually did our first basketball commercial that we filmed, uh, you know, I think we might have even filmed it in your gymnasium. Uh, really? Then, um, you know, we had we said Shaquille O'Neal. We uh, we branched out had a lot of great tennis players, and um, you know, before you knew it, you know, Reebok was a major player and a major brand. And how did you like living in the Boston area, Quincy area, just outside of work? I, I lived at Quincy at Marina Bay, and then we moved. I then we moved to Sharon. I lived right by Lake Massapog. We loved it. I mean, I really didn't ever expect to leave Reebok or leave Massachusetts. Uh, I was very hop, skip, and a jump from work. We were in, I was living in Sharon, working in Canton. Yes. And, uh, you know, but sometimes in life you have to make decisions for your career uh, that, you know, that will take it to the next level. And, uh I was actually negotiating with the commissioner of the NFL for a Reebok sponsorship in footwear, and uh, next thing you knew, he pulled me into the office and asked me if I'd be interested coming to work there. I actually turned them down twice, and finally they uh, convinced me. And just talk and, about, know, that's a great segue, just talk about your time with the NFL. I'm, I assume it was Paul Tagliabue who you talked with at that time? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Paul Tagliabue, wonderful man, brilliant man. Tremendous growth while I was there. Also, you know, tremendous upheaval. Um, I, I ran um, club marketing during the years when, you know, Jerry Jones was trying to do his own thing. Yes. And rights were going from the clubs back, from the, from the national rights back to the teams. There was a lot of tugging back and forth. I mean, you had all these new owners coming in, paying a lot of money for these franchises. And they didn't want to live by socialism where everything was shared. I mean, that's the great thing about the NFL. In any given year, Jacksonville or Green Bay could win because, you know, there's revenue. 95% of the money is revenue shared. Um, and from there, I also then ran licensing, the whole licensing business for the NFL. And coincidentally, did a big deal with Paul Fireman at Reebok where we gave Reebok exclusivity. And that kind of helped revive the Reebok brand. Uh, I had exposure to all the owners. Um, it was a great 14 years. Um, tremendous. Uh, but like everything else in life, there's a time where you have to move on. And I felt that after 14 years, a lot was changing there, and it was time to move on to my next adventure. And uh, there was an opportunity with the Yankees uh, to run the non-baseball part of their business and to develop their brand outside of baseball. And um, Steinbrenner family gave me the opportunity. And we've been able to do some terrific things. You know, obviously the bowl game is one. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we own a, uh, along with, with Man City, we own an expansion franchise in Major League Soccer, no more an expansion franchise. Uh, NYCFC, they play at Yankee Stadium. Uh, we have a, a, a legends business where we do the... Uh, you know, the premium seating and the hospitality and the merchandising for uh, um, some, you know, some 
big stadiums around the country, both in pro and college. And we do a lot of neat stuff. I mean, we've, we've been able to branch out, you know, way beyond baseball and use, you know, that, that, that great equity that we have in the Yankee brand uh, to do a lot of things. And it's been a, it's been a great ride. And, you know, our bowl game, we started small. A lot of people said that the bowl in the Northeast wouldn't work, uh, that too cold, too much else to do around Christmas. But, you know, we don't like, I've never liked the, the word no, and nor is my boss, Randy Levine, the president of the Yankees. And, uh, we made it work. Our bowl now is a, a destination that most schools, if they're in the range, they want to play in our game. And we have to decide between which school we take. And, you know, we had a great experience with BC the first time around. I mean, the place was sold out and hopping. And and I believe we made the right choice again. Ticket sales are very strong on this end. Everyone seems very enthused. You're going to bring a big crowd to the game. And it promises to be another great experience for players, coaches, families, fans, alumni alike. I mean, it's I'm very excited. It's a little over two weeks away. And, and Mark, just to go back to how, give us the genesis of the Pinstripe Bowl. Did, did you approach the mayor of New York? How did it all just come together, uh, the idea of playing a bowl game at Yankee Stadium? The genesis was uh, we made a commitment. When we built the new stadium, we made a commitment to... Uh, for year-round activities in New York City, in the Bronx. And um, so we, uh, and George Steinbrenner, for those of you who don't know, he was an old football coach before he became a team owner. I mean, he's one of his first jobs out of school. Was, he was an assistant football coach at Purdue and Northwestern, believe it or not. And so it was always our intention uh, once uh, we built the new stadium to get involved with football. And, uh, you know, we started with a bang. You know, Notre Dame and the Yankees have had a long relationship. And uh, the new AD there, Jack Swarbrick, back then, uh, he, you know, he liked what we were doing and he took a chance on us. And our first game back for football was Notre Dame versus Army, which, of course, was a historic game. It played many times over the over the last five, six decades at Yankee Stadium. It was an absolute home run, and away we went. And soon after that, we you know, had the, uh, the pinstripe ball. Um, we, were the, we were initially the, we came up with the idea with the Big East. Yes. You know, Big East had a lot of schools which resonated in our area. We were going up, the, the, the vision was actually to be just like Madison Square Garden was the home of the, became synonymous with Big East basketball, that Yankee Stadium would be synonymous with Big East football. Uh, and, you know, Big East was ultimately going to expand and have a championship game as well. And it was all going to be at Yankee Stadium. Uh, unfortunately, it was a great plan, but uh, things changed a little bit. And uh, yeah. the Big East ended up uh, blowing up. Yeah, no question. And then how about the Big 12 as a sponsorship? That was early on. And then, you know, that seems like there's teams that are kind of far away. And it seems like you upgraded with the Big 10 uh, on that side of the ball. Yeah, the big, they were far away, but, you know, they tried very hard. And, and they actually, all the teams, even we had Kansas State and Iowa State, and uh, they did well. Uh, they, 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 they really, they played their hearts out. They gave everything. And we owe a big debt of gratitude to the Big 12 because they stepped up uh, and took a risk as well. Uh, but, you know, we uh, ultimately, 
you know, uh, the Big Ten and the ACC saw the potential. And, you know, long term, you know, having uh, those two conferences, I believe, made a lot more sense. And, you know, the first year we had an absolute blowout. You know, we had Penn State versus BC. <laughs> and we've had, you know, we've had two very good games since then. And this game, I think, is an attractive matchup, Iowa versus BC. And that does great segue, Mark. Just take us back a couple weeks ago. The Pinstripe Bowl, for fans who don't know, are part of the Tier 1 of the ACC Bowl. So after the initial Orange Bowl, that tier, you guys are part of the next group. Just how did that all go about with selecting BC and selecting Iowa? Just give us a behind-the-scenes look at that process. Well, I'll try and uh, summarize it. It's, it's, it's a little complicated. Bottom line is, you know, we're in the Tier 1 pool. Above us is the uh, the top six New Year's Day games, as well as the Citrus Bowl and the Russell Athletic, and I think it's now called the Camping World Bowl. Uh, and then comes our Tier 1 pool. There are usually two to three teams picked above our Tier 1 pool. Then what happens is, us along with a few other bowls, we pick from uh, a pool of, of, uh, of schools you usually have to be at least seven and five to make the pool. If you're six and six, you fall below the pool. That's why it's so important that BC won their last game against Syracuse. Because if they didn't, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to pick them. Gotcha. Yep. And so, uh, so then we had to, we had the choice of there were basically five schools in the pool, and there there are there's like twenty pages of rules. Their territorial rights. Da 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 da. But it's not it's not a clean path. It's not a straight pick. We all kind of work it out amongst ourselves with the understanding if we both want the same team, the ball that's geographically closer gets to pick them. Uh, so, you know, we don't always agree, but we work it out. And, you know, BC was such a home run last time we had them. There's no substitute for being able to get in your car and drive to the game. And especially we're a late in the day game. I mean, we're a five thirty game, so it's a, you know you can go back and forth that day if you want. Just do a day trip. Yeah, I know BC's having a, a bus from campus. I think at ten thirty and going right down. Well, there's there. so many ways you can go. You can bus. You can train. You can fly. You can whatever. I mean, drive yourself. I mean, we have a lot of parking. I mean, there are a lot of ways to do it. Uh, if there's no traffic. The drive to the Bronx from here is not bad at all. You can make it in three and a half, three forty-five, with no traffic, of course. Which, knowing you know, there's always a little bit of traffic. I ninety-five in Stanford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But um, yeah, so we're. Um, it seems like your fan base is pretty motivated. You had a good end to the season. Uh, your coach is, you know, just so fired up about playing uh, at Yankee Stadium. I mean. It's truly, and you know, a lot of people tell me it's where they want to play. I know with him, it's really where he wants to play. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and I love. That's what I love about him. And uh, I know he wants to be there, which means a lot. Mark, Mark, tell us a story about how he called you when you were in L.A. to try to promote the BC football uh, yeah, team. No, he, you know, it's um, you had just won your final game against Syracuse, so it's still kind of premature, right? Yes, everything's still kind of settling in. The rankings hadn't come out, and everything. And I'm in. I'm in. It's Thanksgiving week. And I'm in California visiting my daughter, and um, it's uh, at a late night. You know, Sunday night, and it's Monday, very early morning, probably four thirty, five o'clock. Can't tell you exactly, but it was early. 
And there goes the phone. My <laughs> wife loves ringing, ringing, ringing. You know, and so I, I, I'm in a deep. Like I wake up, I get to it, I look at the number, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Boston number. And I say to myself, I bet you I know who it is. <laughs> And there he was. He didn't need any caffeine or Red Bull. He was on fire. <laughs> and he said, "You really don't have a choice. You know. You know. We're we're going to be. I already told my players we're going to be there. <laughs> so uh, you know, we 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 obviously. I, you know, he's a cl- close friend. I love Coach. And but at the same time, you know, we want to take different schools when we can. And there are a number of factors that enter into it. And. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Uh, he got right on it, and, uh, you know, that means a lot to us. We want schools that really want to play in our game. That's great. Uh, Mark, can you just talk about as well what fans, like BC fans coming down to the New York area can do activity-wise around the bowl game and just in a couple days uh, right after Christmas? Well, we, you know, we have, um, there are a bunch of activities we're taking the team to. Um, you know, and, you know, there's so much going on in New York Christmas week. I mean, um, uh, you know, Radio City, I mean, the Christmas show, uh, seeing the tree, you know, at Rockefeller Center. Actually, BC will be ringing the bell the day before the game. You know, at the stock exchange. Wow, that's um, great. You know, the new the new World Trade Center, um, um, which the 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 legends, uh, which legends, which is part owned was part owned by the Yankees, manages the uh, uh, the uh, the restaurant up top. Um, there's just so many different. Go, you go go to Ellis Island, you get to see Ellis Island. Where your your ancestors, uh, most of them came in on the boat there, and you actually get to see who filled out the document when they got off the boat, and see their signatures and how old they were, and pictures of them. And I mean, there's stuff in New York that's just, you know, Broadway. I mean, that week. I mean, it's just Christmas in New York. You know, they write, they they do movies about, and they write stories about. I mean, there's just so much so much going on and it's so vibrant and obviously you know, the, the restaurants look yeah but you have a lot of that in boston too i mean it's just uh you know new york boston they're great cities to be in around uh, around the holiday season and i know i got the email the bc alumni uh they're doing the renting out billy's sports bar right across in right field across the way from yankee stadium so yeah, absolutely that's a big play yeah absolutely they knew where to go 
<laughs> so doing that. And then uh, just talk about New Era, uh, the sponsorship, how you got along with with them as well, and, and so important for any bowl game. Yeah, but also, we have, a, you know, the little-known fact, the, the, the Steinbrenner family and the Cook family that owns New Era go back, like, you know, 50, 60 years. Okay. And um, you know, it's so important to have a sponsor who's your partner, and we're so lucky. We have one that's about the business of sports. I mean, they're the official headwear in Major League Baseball. They're official headwear in, in the NFL. They're very involved in college sports. It makes our life so much easier because they're not sponsoring our ball just to get the impressions and get their name out there. They're look, they're sponsoring our ball because of their passion for the business. And that's very important. And we're very lucky to have them. We couldn't... You, uh, a... a an event cannot have a better title sponsor than we have in New Era. Well said. Uh, last questions there, Mark. What is your goals for the next three, four, five years? Where do you see this game going, uh, you know, 2020, 2021, and that, that uh, time period? Well, who knows? Maybe the, uh, maybe the BCS will expand to uh, four playoff games instead of two. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they'll want to do one at Yankee Stadium. You know, you never know. But no, we, you know, we have great partners in the Big Ten and the ACC. There's still a lot of brand names in both uh, conferences that have not yet played in our game. And we just want to continue to grow it, continue to make it better, continue to make it more of a household name. That when people talk about the Great Bowls after the New Year's Six, they talk about the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to work hard at it. We're going to be doing this for a long time. We're in the business for a long time. We also have regular season games, football games at Yankee Stadium. So, uh, you know, we're in it to win it. There you go. And lastly, Mark, how can fans get tickets, BC fans, and where should they go? Well, obviously, you can get the tickets through BC. Go online, you know, to BC football. Uh, they still have you know, great seats, I believe. And there's also, you know, pinstripeball.com. Uh, but, you know, I would encourage, you know, fans in this area to go to, uh, to, to the Boston College site first uh, because they have a lot of good seats. And you want to sit with your you want to sit with your constituency. <laughs> yeah, I remember 2014 was a great scene because Penn State was on one side, BC was on the other side, so it really created a good atmosphere. Right. So you really you want to go on the BC site because that's where you'll sit, you know, smacking, you know, in BC Eagle Country, <laughs> the maroon and gold. Well, Mark, hey, thanks Probably. so much for joining us here on this podcast and to promote the Pinstripe Bowl, the new era Pinstripe Bowl. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun on December 27th. I appreciate your interest. And if you have any other uh, questions, please feel free to give me a call. Great. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.
Pizzaclub.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Once again, thanks to Mark Holtzman for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com for more details and to sign up. All right, we'll see you again next week. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.